People are body shaming Kumail Nanjiani because he's ripped. Make it make sense. The Ratatouille TikTok musical has made $1 million so far. And what can we really know about the future? We've got astrologer to the stars, Channing Nicholas, joining us. It's January 4th, 2021. Happy New Year, everyone. Hey, friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Zach Stafford. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. Okay, so right off the bat, I don't know if you saw this picture yet, but people are body shaming Kumail Nanjiani for being ripped. <laughs> you might remember we talked about Kumail appearing in the Eternals for our year in review episode about movies and TV, and he got ripped specifically for that movie. And he's been honest about how hard he worked to get that body. But apparently posting a photo of yourself with a slice of cake on your Instagram makes you unrecognizable. That's what Kumail did this weekend, and people were comparing photos of him from five years ago, saying he looks nothing like he did. And Zach, my God, can we not just let him eat some cake in peace and not body (laughs) shame? What's happening? I'm just so confused because Kumail did this so well. You know, when he did premiere the new bod for the Eternals, he told all of us this was pretty much paid for. The studio could put me on a crazy diet. Like, this is not normal, whatever, whatever. And we love that. And now everyone's acting so confused about, like, he's not the right person or he's not, like, it's not real. I don't know what's going on because I never, Casey, see people like Chris Hemsworth or Chris Evans ever get dragged like this who are all white men. But when Mm. Kumail does it, a person of color, everyone's all up on him. I just, I don't get it. Why can't we just let the man eat cake? I don't get it. He looked good before. He looks good now. Like... I don't people are allowed to change correct me if I'm wrong but in your many years that you live on this earth you are allowed to be different versions of yourself the only thing I will say his jaw has gotten so strong so big I didn't and I forget that your jaw does have a muscle there so you can work it out it can get bigger it can change <laughs> oh now I'm remembering because I was like how does one's jaw change like structure like that and isn't there I think there's like a little like thing you can bite on like every day is he maybe he's doing that maybe there's another jaw workout i don't know about but i mean maybe I, right now tiktok that's one of the hottest products is getting one of those jaw exercise things so he's just being gen z i don't know why people are so mad he's being young <laughs> You've, we've all had midlife crises move on <laughs> All right. So next up, remember when we talked about the Ratatouille TikTok musical? Do I? <laughs> well, let's refresh your ears. Just stay out of the kitchen. Heed my advice. You escaped his knife once. Won't get lucky twice. Forget the name. The show premiered on New Year's Day and has currently raised $1 million for the Actors Fund organization and will be specifically used to help struggling performers impacted by the pandemic. It features Wayne Brady, Adam Lambert, Titus Burgess, and tonight at 5 p.m. was the deadline to buy tickets. And if you bought tickets already, you have until 7 p.m. to stream the event. Casey, have you watched that? Because I haven't. I haven't, and I'm really mad at you right now, Zach. Why didn't you tell me (laughs) sooner? There was a deadline to buy tickets. <laughs> you know, when I found that out this morning, I got stressed because I have been planning to watch it and now I'm feeling <laughs> under the gun. So I will be going to purchase to view this thing. But all the reviews I've heard, people are really, really excited. And what I think is so cool about this is that it's letting us think of new ways to have entertainment in a pandemic when we have to be at home and how do we be more, you know, accessible with theater. You know, Jeremy O'Harris is the executive producer of this. He created Slave Play on Broadway. And a big part of his energy with this was how do we make sure everyone has access? 
access to this because Broadway is not very accessible due to cost. And this is a really accessible play. So I'm excited about the future of musicals <laughs> because of this. <laughs> Me too. And I just love Ratatouille. <laughs> you really do. I haven't. Have you rewatched it lately? Um. Yeah. I'm, I feel like I watched it like this past year. It's just a. It's just a fun. <laughs> Do you know? I've never actually had rat uh, ratatouille. Have have you? Really? I haven't. Yeah, it's like a very basic French dish. I know. I've just never had it. Maybe I. The thing about ratatouille is that like every French person has their way of doing Mm. it. So if you have any French people in your life, ask them, and they can like they'll make you a version. It's really crazy. (laughs) Okay, Zach, I am really glad we're starting off the year with this conversation. We are talking about astrology something we both love and talk about a lot on this podcast and more people are interested in it than ever. There's the CoStar app, which people are obsessed with. And then Zach, wait, have you seen that there, that Twitter account where people tweet the mean things their CoStar yes. has told them? <laughs> 100%. I have tried to participate and said tweet. So yes, I have seen. <laughs> there may, okay. For anyone listening who hasn't gotten them, this isn't like one I, I've had, but like you could very much have it. it. It would tweet, it would like message you something that would just be like, just don't. <laughs> <laughs> and while that's really fun, it's not all that helpful or analytical, but there's a new app from Channing Nicholas who we love, and she's an astrologer to the stars. She wrote a book last year, You Were Born for This, Astrology for Radical Self-Acceptance, and it really helps you understand your own chart. Her forecasts actually address what's happening in the world, and she's an activist, she's queer, and again, we love her, and I'm always trying to find a reason to talk to her. And today we are talking to her about astrology skeptics and our 2021 forecast. And yes, she'll read my chart. Because, Zach, you were too afraid to have her read yours. Petrified is the word. (laughs) Hi, Chani. Thank you so much for joining us in the new year. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Of course. So I've done my research. You predicted a really ugly 2020 way back a year ago, last January. It had something to do with Saturn and Pluto aligning, right? Could you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I just want to say I wasn't definitely wasn't the only astrologer. Yes. It was like a <laughs> chorus of us, the Greek chorus, like, watch out, it's going to be bad. Um, yeah, Saturn and Pluto made a conjunction for the first time in since like in 34-ish years. And every time they make a conjunction, we can bet that something gnarly is going to happen that will kind of impress itself upon humanity. And because it was such a Saturnian year, so many things were in Capricorn, it was really about downturns and restrictions and confinements and loss. Saturn's about, you know, pulling it all in and it's, it's the opposite of abundance. So we knew going in that it was going to be a hard year and then watching it unfold was, I think I'm not alone to say it was really eerie as an astrologer to watch it actually come about and be like, Oh, this is exactly the archetypes. And that's unfortunate. Cause you always hope like maybe astrology is wrong. Or it won't be that bad. <laughs> um, but it was, it's been bad. So you said that usually bad things happen when Saturn and Pluto are aligned. What has happened in the past? Saturn is about bones and structure and Pluto tends to magnify whatever it touches, but also to peel back the layers. And so it really does bring us down to the base. It's again, it's not about expanding. It's about understanding what is the underlying structure that we live within. So it also is connected to a lot of different epidemics. So the last one happened during the AIDS epidemic. Um, one of them happened during the bubonic plague. So there are these connections and because the last one marked 
us, our lives, our bodies, our relationships, our politics in such drastic ways. You know, COVID is the next parallel to this transit and it's over now, but its mark is so deep and will last for until the next one, really, it's like, we don't know what the outcome of this is going to be. And, but we do know that it's, it's impacted every corner of the earth and every aspect of our life, just like HIV AIDS. Wow. Wow. That's insane. That's really insane. So, so broadly speaking, 2021, are we going to have a better year? Any (laughs) indications that things are going to change? Please give us some good news. Cause last year when you tweeted about 2020 being bad, I was shaking. So please make it better. (laughs) Well, um, 2021 is definitely different. It still has like Saturn really involved in it. It's much more about change to old and outdated structures. And the change comes through a lot of friction. So there's a lot of shaking of the old guard and a lot of friction around what are we going to keep that actually works or will work good enough for the meantime? And what do we need to do away with? And so there's a kind of feeling of it being radical in a way. Um, But we know that radical isn't always a solution or always in our favor. You know, there's diff, we can be radical on the way left and we can be radical on the way right. And so there's this feeling of things coming to a point of needing to address them. And the things again, are the structures and also the innovations that need to happen. I do, obviously we're going to be dealing with COVID for a long time. It's we just had a, a new strain come and we are in the midst of like freaking out vaccines and all of that. So obviously we have the mess of everything that happened in 2020. So Saturn and, and this planet Uranus of change and innovation, um, they're making three squares this year and it goes all the way through 2021. So we know it's a, a year of change and destabilizing old structures or reliable structures even. And so again, we have to see how that kind of plays out. Okay. There is a really beautiful bright spot in mm-hmm. May, June, July. Oh, pride! Have, yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> LGBT. Really great, yeah, there's this really great moment on June 3rd, actually, which is like Venus and Jupiter are making a trine. Anyways, okay. Jupiter, the planet of abundance, is moving back into one of its home signs. And so there feels like there's some kind of relaxation that happens and there's some kind of abundance and there's some kind of like, I don't want to put too much on it, but maybe a little bit of ease or ease in a way that we haven't had it for a while. And then Jupiter's going to move back into Pisces at the end of 2021, and we'll see uh, kind of more of that feeling. So we're going to watch to see what happens mid-May to late July for what are the good things that come about then, because they're coming back at the end of the year. Okay, mm. so this all this makes me think about is Dr. Fauci saying that the gays can go back to brunch yeah. eventually, and this is what I think is happening. <laughs> the stars are saying that we can go back to brunch in June. So thank you. Thank you. The interview is not Fauci over. Is <laughs> <laughs> I know. I- Sorry. <laughs> uh, okay, so you've got a new app you just launched called yeah! Channy, of course. Uh, and and the reviews are in. People believe the readings they get through the app are some of the most thorough and accurate they've ever seen. Typically in apps, we get vague declarations, right? So how is your methodology different from the typical horoscope apps that are out there? All I can say is what we did. And what we did was we worked our beep off. Like we <laughs> spent so much, there's so many people that were in the writing process. I personally went through every single word edit, you know, like we all, our team was just incredible. And 
we have decades and decades and decades of astrological experience among us. And so you really get the wisdom of the actual craft, I think, that shines through the interpretations because there was so much thought put into exactly what we were saying and how we were saying it. And it's really important for, I'm a very rigorous like researcher and, you know, student of astrology. And then my job is to then make it easily applicable to you or readable to you. And so I'm, I, that's where I always strive to have all of the research behind it, but to give it to you in a way that's like, oh yeah, that's, I can see how that happens in my life. So that's the best compliment we could get. Okay, wait, I have a question. So of redacted app that I once had on my phone, it one time told me, it one time told me the only library you need is the library inside your head. And at the time I was inside an actual library getting a new library card. You see? So does your app have like, you know, vague notifications like that? Or what is, what is the goal of your app? The goal of the work, and I've been an astrologer for a couple decades and it's always, the goal is always healing. I want people to come, I want people to have a space on their phone in their, in their life that they feel like they can rest. They feel like they can reflect. They feel like they're understood. They feel like they have a home in this wild system called astrology. And if it's not healing, I don't, I'm not interested in it. It's not my thing. Mm-hmm. I right. love that. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we'll have more with Channing Nicholas, including a reading of Casey's star chart, which I can't wait to see if it's healing or not. I'm really nervous about that. <laughs> At SheFit, we're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. Hello, hello. Hey, I don't know if you heard, but my podcast, Checking It, has been nominated for the NAACP Image Award in the category of Outstanding Lifestyle and Self-Help Podcast. I'm grateful for the nomination. I, I almost didn't even do a podcast because I was just wondering, there are thousands of podcasts out there and why is my voice needed? But a nomination from the NAACP lets me know that um, I made the right choice. And I encourage you to do, don't worry if there are thousands of something out that you want to do. No, nobody has your sauce. So listen, you can still vote. Go to vote.naacpimageawards.net. You have until February 5th, um, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And please listen to my podcast. We're a part of the Black Effect Podcast Network on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for checking in. I'm Colleen Witt. Join me, the host of Eating While Broke podcast, while I eat a meal created by self-made entrepreneurs, influencers, and celebrities over a meal they once ate when they were broke. Today, I have the lovely AJ Crimson, the official princess of Compton, Asia. Kidding, and Asia. This is The Professor. We're here on Eating While Broke, and today I'm going to break down my meal that got me through a time when I was broke. Listen to Eating While Broke on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Welcome back. We're talking with astrologer Chani Nicholas. But before we get into some fun, let's back it up a bit. I'm curious what you would say to all the people, like our producer, Alan, who roll their eyes at astrology. Like, what would you say to someone who mocks astrology to get them to think it matters? Listen, Alan, you can do whatever you want. I don't care if you like astrology or not. I, you know, I want you to find things that you find helpful. I want you to have spaces where you can reflect and heal. Alan, if you don't like astrology, that's cool. I'm crying right now. This is so good because we can't even see Alan's face and he's listening right now, listeners. God, oh my God. All right. Well, thank you for that. Thank you. We wanted to get it, Alan, so bad. And you have now accomplished that in the first oh, day of the work week of the year. He probably has a really severe Saturday. All right. So I understand that you have graciously offered to do Casey's chart. So can you start walking us through it? I want to hear about everything. Oh boy. Okay, Casey, listen, from December 2018 to December 2020, you went through such a huge overhaul, such a massive, like either purging, restructuring, redefining who you are as a person and especially who you are in relationships and how all of the relationships in your life were functioning. So I hope that that was your, part of it was your Saturn return, but you have like everything in Capricorn. And so you have like, you've had a huge two years. It's all about taking responsibility for your side of things. It's all about understanding relationship dynamics. And it's really deep for you because your son, your sense of self, your identity is in the place of relationships. And so a part of, there's a very different thing that happens in your chart, but one very important function of your chart is that you discover your life purpose through the relationships that you enter into. And with this, like, especially around December, 2018, there was a, a really big defining, feels like a defining moment that took place for you in terms of understanding who you are, what you might give away in relationships, how you might be self-denying in relationships. And then it ended up with your Saturn return. And the Saturn return is, you know, notorious for growing us up. And so this has been, and that's not over for you. Pluto is still around your Saturn. So there's still big transformations that are happening with your relationships, but, um, it's a, it's more now about probably coming into your power and understanding which relationships and which relationship dynamics are essential for your life and for you to be able to shine because you actually shine when you're in partnership, but you have to be in the right partnerships. Otherwise you can be feeling like you're kind of under. Does that resonate with you when I say that? Yes, that definitely resonates. You know what? Um, I definitely feel like I had a lot of self-reflection of just like who I am and, and those feelings of, you know, like I got back into specifically relationships dating in these last two years. So it has been a, like, you know, of a, a figuring out like what makes you feel good and what makes me not feel good. And then, you know, moving on right. from that. Like a parsing yeah. out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Boundary setting, what I'm going to give. Oh, I love some boundaries. And you have, <laughs> yes, all that, all that Capricorn <laughs> would love some boundaries. And then you have cancer rising, which you know, right? And so you lead with this emotive, sensitive, nurturing, nourishing, 
kind of sentiment. So you are, you come in with the heart, but then you've got See that people tell me uh, the uh, number one thing I've gotten it from multiple people that just come up to me and say, you remind me of my favorite camp counselor I used to have. And then I'm like, I'm like, yeah, but you don't know what's hiding beneath that, honey. (laughs) Go clean up your room, do your laundry. Don't talk to me until all your clothes are done. Oh my God. Um, Don't project your mommy issues onto me. Thank you. But people are going to. Oh my God. And then they probably love the like more, a little bit more stern or like even ironic kind of Capricorn thing that's right behind that. But the the interesting thing is that your moon is, it's the ruler of your ascendant. The moon's really important in your chart. You're also born just after the sun went down. So you're, you have a night chart, just, 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 and your moon is in the 12th house of behind the scenes projects. So while you're, a lot of your energy goes to relationships and partnerships, and this, by the way, is a partnership, like it's all the people you work with. It's if you had clients, it's all the people you have business partnerships, it's platonic partnerships. It's the commitment that is really important, but there, your moon lives in the 12th house and there's a way in which you could really go unseen or unknown. And there's a part of you that really needs to go into the creative incubators, into the dark rooms into the spaces where there's nobody else. Like you need that alone time and you've got, it's a Gemini moon. So you probably need to like study and research and think and talk and write. Um, but to go into places that are almost like think tanks or places where you can, you know, like unpack your ideas and get to know, but also places that might explore suffering and the nature of suffering and the human condition. Basically Um, a lot of people with placements like this will end up working um, in fields that where either other folks suffer or where suffering is addressed in some way. So if you ever wanted to be like a therapist or somebody who's like able to help people unpack their stuff, um, that's always going to be a really important quality for you. Cause the moon in, in Gemini is like a reporter, you know, it's like tidbits, mm. info here, there, everywhere. Let's share it. Okay. Diversify. Okay. No more. It's like constantly bored and rambling around. <laughs> But it does it in a place where it's not necessarily out Mm. in the world. It's like in these behind the scenes, it's in the corridors, it's in the places where it's like, like where you are right now, (laughs) you know, it's like in this incubator place where it feels safe and you can explore conversation. Mm. Yes. You've just described the inside of my soul. So congrats (laughs) to you. (laughs) All right. Well, Chani, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. And also I could talk about your chart all day. This is, there's so much more here. That's it for today. Join us tomorrow when we talk all about the hit Netflix show Bridgerton with BuzzFeed editor Shiloh Watson. And remember, the Greek chorus of astrologers said 2020 would be bad. We should have listened to them. Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for even more of what you love about BuzzFeed, coming to you daily. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Conquer your New Year's resolutions with the Before Breakfast podcast. In each bite-sized daily episode, you'll learn how to make the most of your time with practical tools to help you feel less busy and get more done. Listen to Before Breakfast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. From Cavalry Audio comes the new true crime podcast, The Shadow Girls. I grew up near the banks of the Green River and in the shadow of the killer that bears its name. Prosecutors described him as a serial killer savant. But this podcast isn't only about tracking down the killer. It's about the victims. We stayed in the woods. He always liked to go to the woods. Listen to The Shadow Girls on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.